Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good afternoon. Uh, we just had a very productive meeting uh, with some of our uh, great uh, local utility and energy providers you know, here in Western New York to get their perspective on the regulatory challenges that they're facing uh, in their work to keep our community safe during winter storms like the one we just experienced. Uh, in 2022, uh, when winter storm Elliott hit the Northeast, it left thousands without power. Uh, and tragically took the lives of 70 people, including 11 Western New Yorkers who were left without heat. What a terrible way to, uh, and it should never happen again. Uh, the importance of reliable energy during New York winters cannot be overstated. It saves lives. Uh, yet we see Governor Hochul and radicals in Albany continue to chip away at the access to natural gas in the state of New York. Unleashing natural gas production will ensure that our state is prepared for future winters by increasing access to affordable and reliable energy. Uh, in November, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission released a full report of their analysis of what went wrong leading to widespread outages during winter storm Elliott, the Buffalo blizzard, and how we can fortify our natural gas infrastructure. Uh, the report outlines that there was a massive decline in natural gas production and processing and what that means that our fuel supply is struggling to meet the demands of our residential heating. Unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of Democrats in Albany led by the governor that would rather implement a Green New Deal to meet their own political uh, ideology needs uh, than ensure that New Yorkers have access to safe, reliable, and dependable natural gas. It's something that you don't have a lot of guesswork on the natural gas that you do on, on electrical grid needs. They've already instituted an unconstitutional ban on natural gas hookups in new construction. That's being litigated right now. And they continue to allow Governor Cuomo's fracking ban to stand. You know, my district um, sits on the Marcellus Shale. Uh, I represent counties that have essentially the Saudi Arabia of natural gas underneath our feet. God gave us that, that energy in the ground and bureaucrats in Albany won't allow us to harness that gas. It could lower the price and increase the access uh, to home heating uh, for people across the state. It could create thousands of incredible paying jobs and change the future and trajectory of our communities. But they felt it was more important to kowtow to the New York City liberal special interests and the environmental extremists that do not want to see us harness that opportunity. Um, 
now that we can't produce it here, Democrats in Albany have played a role in the cancellation of major interstate natural gas pipeline projects. So it's even harder to transport energy into New York State. And what no one is talking about is the push for electrification that uh, for many of our power generation facilities, they, they rely on natural gas to burn, to create the electricity that you know they want you to drive your car with, to take the kids to school in the bus with, that you're gonna heat your home with. The electric isn't created by unicorns and fudge. The electric is created by either hydropower at Niagara Falls, by nuclear power plants that they don't allow to be created in New York, or what do you know, burning clean natural gas because we don't do coal-fired uh, power generation in New York anymore. Uh, we have to get real about this and New Yorkers need to understand where your power comes from. Natural gas is not the enemy. It is the clean bridge fuel to the future. And the FERC report makes it very clear that if these policies don't change, the electric grid stands to fail in populated areas like Western New York and in New York City, potentially leaving thousands of people without heat during winter storms. Natural gas is the difference between life and death in these situations. What we've learned from this report that it's up to local, state, and federal officials paired with private energy partners to put the policies and people in place to fix our natural gas infrastructure and to ramp up production immediately. Uh, we have a lot of innovation in New York. We've led the country in a lot of great areas over, the, uh, over our history. Uh, and we, we need a New York that can allow us to pursue an all of the above approach to our state's energy question. Not boxing out things because it doesn't fit your political narrative, but follow the science, follow the technology, uh, and meet the market's demands, not the demands of, of someone that hasn't talked to the experts, hasn't you know, seen that arbitrary deadlines do nothing but hamper our future, and it's gonna cause more and more New Yorkers to vote with their feet and to leave. And that's not a fair equation to put before the hardworking taxpayers of our area of either meet our demands or go somewhere else. Other parts of the country aren't putting this on their, on their taxpayers. And we have a unique set of circumstances in New York because there's a reason we're here in West Seneca where we got the most snow of anywhere in the region. Gary Dixon wins a golden snowball here. Um, is because I want to stand in front of the snowbank to understand, you know, have people understand just how much winter weather impacts us here in western New York. And, and we were faced with a, a windstorm and then two back-to-back -back snowstorms. It put our energy, uh, you know, demands uh, at great peril. And you know, luckily we had better communication than we did during the blizzard, and and there was no, you know, serious catastrophe. But it's a lot of work and it's a lot of work. I'm joined here by supervisors and mayors uh, from across uh, uh, you know, our Erie County district um, that share their thoughts on, on all these situations uh, as well. But we need an all of the above energy policy. HR1, the very first bill that we introduced as is, is a House Republican majority uh, does just that. It streamlines permitting, it creates an all of the above energy uh, policy for the United States. And we have passed this bill and it now is, is at the Senate. They could pass this bill as well and we can go in a better direction. Uh, the president started the administration by shutting down the Keystone Pipeline. It told the world that America's energy sources were shut down. Uh, energy is a very speculative marketplace. And uh, we, did not, we don't enjoy the American energy independence that we did just 
three short years ago. We were very close to total American energy independence. Uh, our needs are, are resilient, uh, but they're growing. And we're all for a cleaner, brighter future. Uh, I don't know anyone that I've talked to that doesn't want to see battery technology grow and to get better and to have a cleaner future and, and you know, to make sure that our environment is cared for. We can do all of those things and still have an all of the above energy future uh, for this country. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So we cannot allow political ideology to trump solutions real solutions for the hardworking taxpayers of our area. Some of the estimates out of our meeting today was the full electrification mandates on our citizens could cost as much as thirty dollars to $40,000 per household. Where is that money going to come from? Where is that money going to come from? Where is the money going to come from, you know, when the, you know, the widow trying to age in place in their home you know, who has her furnace go out and they say, well, I'm sorry, you can't have a gas powered furnace anymore. You have to have a geothermal heat pump and it's gonna cost 30,000. Who's gonna pay that bill? That discussion isn't had in Albany before these things get, you know, jammed through the legislature. You know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And that's what we've seen. We've seen people pass public policy uh, in law without understanding the impact to everyday taxpayer. And that's what I do in my district. I spend time talking to people about impact on everyday folks. And that's why we're joined with these town supervisors today because they're the front lines. They're talking to citizens every single day, whether it's at the senior citizens lunch or you know, people that come in to, you know, concerned about something in the town. You know, they are on the front lines of this every day and we have that collaborative approach and that discussion about what our decisions in Washington mean for the taxpayers here at home. We have not seen that out of this CLCPA or the, or the Green New Deal policies out of Albany. So I want to thank all of my colleagues for being here with us today. It was a great discussion, uh, but we'd be happy to take any of your questions. Well, I think we have to follow the technology. You know, there's some that you know have this imaginative thought that windmills and solar panels make all our problems go away, and we don't have to worry about the generation of electricity. There's no way to create this electricity. We're either going to go one of two directions, natural gas or nuclear. We can't get a pipeline deal done for natural gas. Can you imagine what the discussion would be on local zoning or, or state permitting on a nuclear power plant in New York today? Uh, it, it would, you know, you want to talk about not in my backyard? Well, that's, that's exactly what we'd have. I mean, you've seen that as they've shuttered Indian Point down in Westchester County, uh, which took a lot of New York City's electrical capacity away. Um, but we can't be without power, especially when they're going to put more and more demands on that grid. I mean, our, our school buses have to be fully electrified by the end of the decade. You know, my rural school districts that I represent are struggling with how do we get the power to the building, let alone afford to purchase those buses? And there's a public safety concern about um, the batteries and lithium ion batteries that burn extremely hot. They burn very fast and could, could be a, a danger to, uh, you know, to our kids that we don't face right now. They can't get there from here. You can't meet these deadlines. They're arbitrary. And you can get part of the way there. You can start to work towards um, uh, 
you know, relying more on electricity. But the cost to everyday taxpayers um, to heat your home by electric versus heating your home by natural gas is extraordinarily high. And, and you could see t you know, heating bills double or triple very easily if we go into full electrification. Well, I'm always looking for federal solutions to some of the problems that New York State keeps dropping on my taxpayers and constituents' feet. Um, you know, HR1 is, is a big part of this. Permitting reform is something that, you know, we have to continue to uh, pursue. It's in HR1. We need the Senate to take action on permitting reform, whether it's in the, in the world of this bill or others. Pipelines have got to be able to transmit power across state lines. I mean, this is a national situation. It's a national security situation. You know, we have a grid that has uh, insecurities because of weather, but it also has insecurities from international threats. You know, we, we live in a very unstable world right now, and we have to be very uh, mindful and vigilant to uh, understand that our power grid is critical infrastructure. And, you know, a lot of infrastructure money was passed in the last Congress. I wasn't there for it, but it was sent to Albany to decide how to spend. I think maybe some of that money needs to be viewed not just on road projects, but hardening that grid against threats from weather, as well as threats uh, internationally, I think would be a great way to invest in all of our futures to make sure that we aren't suffering from the outages uh, that we have in the past and that we you know, have um, a more stable grid. Well, I, I have a piece of legislation, the Energy Choice Act, and we can get you the text on that. I mean, trying to, to stop basically uh, these states like New York and California that are trying to uh, exert their decisions on the whole of the country. I mean, there's, there's a lot that's going on through rulemaking, through the EPA and others that uh, we have to fight against the bureaucracy because it's not going through lawmaking. It's just rulemaking, you know, by bureaucrats. But, you know, Albany's decisions, um, you know, put a lot of the rest of the country at risk. I mean, you know, New York is kind of your gateway to the Northeast. You know, some of the discussion we had today is what, what does this mean for the rest of New England if you can't get transmission lines out of New York? And that's where permitting reform really comes into play, making sure that we can get pipelines because this is, this is interstate commerce and it's very, you know, heart. Um, and so, so we're always looking for those solutions. I mean, we have legislation we're working with a lot of Western state partners on um, to, to try to, to get through the finish line. But elections have consequences. And energy is on the ballot in 2024. But you can't just say, sorry, New York, you can't do that. You need a preemptive federal law. So you know, what is the preemptive federal law? Well, we're certainly not going to get a preemptive federal law, you know, with this administration, you know, and that's where, as I say, I believe energy is on the ballot in this election. You know, what direction is the country going to go in? Um, you know, I, we've seen an explosion in energy prices, uh, explosion in prices, everything, because energy leads the way on inflation. You know, when when energy prices go up, your food, your groceries, you know, all your cost of living goes up with it. And, and that's, um, you know, where this, I think, will be a centerpiece of, uh, uh, of certainly, uh, you know, one of the party's uh, discussions in this upcoming election. Speaking of the upcoming 2024 elections,
we are now really deep into the swing of presidential primary season. Mm -hmm. With results from Iowa and New Hampshire, what are your reactions on what's happening so far? Well, I endorsed President Trump uh, the the day before the Iowa caucuses, and uh, I think at this point the voters have spoken. There's no clear path for Nikki Haley to go forward in this uh, towards the nomination. Her chance was to win in New Hampshire. I mean, President Trump received a, a strong majority of the vote there. She has no path forward, and she's trailing very, very badly in South Carolina. And I think this is not the time for a vanity run to just drag this out. This is going to hurt. We need to unite, and and we need to move forward that the primary is over as far as I'm concerned the general elections begun Well, we, we need to grow the grid. I mean, there's been a lot of federal money sent to Albany and for infrastructure. The grid is critical infrastructure. Perhaps they should spend some of that towards that because uh, uh, I, I think it was up to the states to, to dream up the projects that the infrastructure went towards with federal guidance. Uh, certainly nobody calls my office and says, how can we spend this money? I think the governor's got a big seat at that table. But we need to harden that grid. We need uh, to strengthen capacity uh, for you know, growth potential. We have employers that need more power to those employee, uh, employers that, that are doing great things. They need more capacity and it, it's taking years to build that out. The idea that you're going to, by the end of the decade, tell everybody they have to heat their homes, you know, their cars, uh, the, the school bus fleets, everything has to be electrified uh, because in their hearts, that's where it's at. Um, it, it, it's a fairy tale. You can't uh, get there from here, and you need to generate more power on top of have the grid to transmit it. So uh, we're either going to generate more through nuclear or more uh, or more natural gas. But you know the war on natural gas has got to end, and we need to harness and 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 be clear to use the natural gas that God gave the taxpayers of the state of New York for our own uh, benefit. Off topic, but um, there's been a lot of talk recently about potential movement of the U.S. Postal Service in the city of Buffalo. Do you have a comment on that? I have strong comments on this. I, I, we, I have met with the officials in, um, uh, from the USPS. Uh, they pledged to me that no jobs will be cut at William Street and that the union contracts in place do not allow for transfers of the employees at William Street to Rochester because it's too far. They have a 50-mile radius on transfers uh, within their contract. So they assure me that the jobs are secure at William Street. Um, that's not a long-term gain. I think through retirements they would look to change that. Uh, they also pledge that it's not going to change delivery. I have significant doubts on that. I think this will affect delivery. I oppose uh, the measure. I don't think that they are showing any data as to why the decision was made. Um, and it's not a final decision yet. So I, I do urge people to weigh in uh, with the Postal Service on this. I've, uh, something that I've, I've been very angry with is that the Postal Service has created a public meeting for people to weigh in on this, but they're doing it at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on the 30th. I think that's nonsense. This needs to be in the evening hours. This needs to be at a time where working people uh, shouldn't have to take time away from their career uh, to go out and speak out against this change. So we have asked the Postal Service uh, firmly to 
uh, move this meeting to seven o'clock at night, uh, which is, I, I believe, what the Postal Union, the Letter Carriers Union, has also called for. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 